Hey, beautiful sister. So today we're going to chat about being in alignment with God's will and what exactly that means living out our faith in daily life and in motherhood and work life and military life, marriage, all the things. So I know for me, I don't want Jesus to just be someone that I believe in, but I want to truly live my life as he wants me to live it. I don't want to live my life as the world wants me to live, sway by whatever the influences of our time are, whatever the influences of even our organization are, if it's not aligned with the truth of God's word in our modern culture. No, like Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, and he died for me. He died for you. His God's love for us is constant amidst the winds of the world, and we're called not to be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2. We are called into that personal, deep relationship with him, and I want all of my other relationships to flow from the love that Jesus has for me, the love that I have for him, because he is my everything. I want to live my life that way. I want to live my life differently. I want him to be the center of every single part of my life, my marriage, my family life, our home, my work as a leader in the army, this ministry and arms of the heart, my health and fitness, everything that I do. I don't want this compartmentalization of my faith. Like Jesus, you're welcome on Sundays. You know, you're welcome in our family life, my life on Sundays, my heart on Sundays, but not any other day of my life, not every part of my life, but no, I want him welcomed into it all to know that I'm doing what he's calling me to do as a wife, as a mom, as a leader, as a coach, a sister, a friend, a daughter, all of those things, but most importantly, a beloved daughter of God. We all have this short life and I hope we all want to live it well, right? So all that we've been given, he's given to us. We will take nothing with us when we die, no matter how much we achieve, you know, whatever our material possessions are, whatever those accomplishments are, we're not going to take any of it with us. So let's give all that we've got to him. And I know if you're anything like me, you want to feel fulfilled in both your family life and your work. And I want to live out the gospel in my everyday life to let him make my humble offering of whatever I have to give, even in those moments where I'm like, I am absolutely not enough. I don't have, I barely have anything to give. I want to just give him what I've got, right? So that whatever measly sacrifice I can give him that he can make that ordinary extraordinary and I think that's what we all want if you don't want this podcast is probably not for you my coaching may not be for you but out of immense love for you I want your best what's best for you and that's this for our souls for our health and well-being for the sake of our family for the unique role that God has given us to play in the world you were created so good because he loves you we were all created to know and to love God, to serve him in this life and for all of eternity, to ultimately join him in heaven. And that's the fulfillment of all of our deepest desires. As I tell my son, you were created on purpose for a purpose. And when we're actually living out our life every single day, growing more into who God has created us to be from the very beginning, we're restoring, we're renewing, he's redeeming, he's healing, and we're growing into greater wholeness. And that's going to feel more balanced to us. That's where we experience more lasting fulfillment, more joy, more peace, like true peace that doesn't, does not depend on our circumstances because there's always going to be this ache, this longing in our hearts for more because we're made for heaven and this world is never going to satisfy us. There will be challenges and hardships. And in fact, if we are doing God's will, what he's asking of us, it's going to stretch us. It's going to take a lot of courage. It's going to mean judgment, persecution. We're not going to please everyone. But that's the point. We're being made more into his likeness and image. Jesus came for us, but the world right, did not know him, did not accept him. 
So we're in good company if we are being judged, if we're being persecuted against, if we're being misunderstood too. That's what I, I really go back to oftentimes as comfort. Because it's natural for us to you know, feel like we've got to earn everybody else's approval and the world's approval. But if we live like that, it's, it's not going to feel fulfilling at the end of the day. We're going to feel most fully alive through the stretching, the struggles, and even the suffering that comes when we pick up our cross and follow him as he calls us to do. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. Like let Jesus speak that into your heart right now through these words. And yes, we're fighting the battle that God has given us, but he's already won the victory. And something that I go back to often is this idea in motherhood. I'm constantly drawn back to Jesus' words of, this is my body given up for you. And I'm like, wow, that is what we're doing in motherhood. This is my body given up for you. Like this isn't our child. Our children, they're not ours. They're God's. So how can we just steward and nurture their souls that he's entrusted to us for this short, brief, temporary time on this earth? They are such unmerited gifts. And, you know, sometimes it's like in the day-to-day craziness of all the demands, right? It's easy to lose sight of that. But let us live that out in our motherhood every single day. In our work, our gifts, our talents, our education, our expertise, our experience, our passions, Let's give them back to him. Say, they're yours, Lord. Let me just honor you in the way that I just let myself be a vessel. My story is ultimately the story of you. Anything I've accomplished, any achievements, any successes, any triumphs, like may they just be testimonials just for your glory, not my own. May they be a testimony to your love and your faithfulness. And your grace. Let my life just be a witness to you above all other things. And help me to just point and lead others back to you, Jesus. Let my joy be in you. Let your will be done. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the Army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way, and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path, and He started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're going to find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So I want to give you a framework to think about this conceptually now. So I think there's three tiers of living in alignment with God's will. The first one is, number one, are we doing what God is asking of us? Are we actually living out our calling and purpose? Are we doing what he wants us to do, tangibly speaking? 
The second one is, are we doing what he calls us to do in the way that he wants us to do it? It's the how. So the first is the what, the second is the how. So the first one with the what, it's like, what direction are we moving? You know, what direction is God calling us to move? What direction is he calling us to go? And what are our goals? What are our dreams that he has given us? God-sized goals and dreams, not decided on our own that, you know, are swayed by the world and all those things, but no, the ones that God is calling us towards. And then it's like, okay, are we pursuing that in the manner in which God wants us to? The how, the how really matters. It's not just the direction that we're moving in, but it's a matter of doing it in a way that is aligned because we're not, it's not in a way that is sacrificing our faith. It's not sacrificing our values. It's not compromising the things that matter most. It's not compromising our family life in order to achieve whatever success, you know, God might have for us or whatever blessings and provision that he has or whatever dream he's given us. We're not, we're not pursuing that dream at the expense of our families. And I think sometimes we can get pulled into that in military life, especially in order to be successful if we're called to the military or even if we're called to entrepreneurship. I think that's easy to fall into that too, especially if we're trying to do it the world's way and how everybody else is telling us we have to do it. All right. And then the third component here third layer is we're doing it. Why? Because we love God, because we're willing to really try to align our will more with his, even when we don't understand. We're truly longing for his will to be done. We're surrendering our own because it's his will, because it's God and because it's his will. And so this is the hardest one to move into. So it gets harder, progressively harder. So I think it's, it's hard in this world to do what God wants us to do. And to say no to everything else. It's hard enough. But secondarily, it's hard to do it in the way that God wants us to do it, right? Because if the devil can't sway us off of God's path, he's going to sway us from doing it in the way that God wants us to. He's going to make us fall into a lot of self-reliance. He's going to make us compromise on our values. He's going to make us, it drive us into, you know, doing it from a place of maybe selfishness or of pride. So many things, so many things to try to drive a wedge between us and God, Right. And then why this is the hardest part. And it's, this is just like truly the surrender. It's, are we really having that posture of not my will, but may your will be done, Lord. Like the other day, there was something that I was really praying about and I wasn't going to get super specific, but I feel called to be vulnerable in this moment, but it was on whether or not I was pregnant. And I am now 15, 16 months postpartum after William and it could have been possible that I was pregnant. Tim and I are stationed apart, but he had just visited over Christmas break and the timing based on, I had just gotten my first period back postpartum at the, whatever it was, 14, 15 month mark. So I just had one postpartum period and then I am now, let's see, a week and a half late. I did take a pregnancy test. It was negative, but the entire day leading up to this, I was just, I went and I prayed and I prayed and I it was just, my, my entire prayer was basically like, God, let your will be done. Whatever your will is, let your will be done. Let me just be a vessel for you. And, you know, I think there's so many emotions, no matter what your situation is, no matter how badly you want or, or you know, may not want a pregnancy, no matter how much that terrifies you, no matter how terrible timing it would be, no matter what it might cost, no matter, you know, how much that, that might be a longing, right? No matter what it is, I think there's so many emotions behind that and how drastically it changes your life. So I just want to give that example. I was not going to share that because it's super vulnerable, but I've just felt called to. So maybe it'll speak to some of you. Maybe God wants to use that. So yeah, look at the Lord's prayer. Look at our father prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
is that the disposition of our heart towards God's will? Because the other end of the spectrum is like we want to do what God is asking of us and we're trying to do what God wants us to do. We're trying to do it how God wants us to, but we're doing it. We have these seeds of resentment that are building. We feel like it's unfair. We're like, this is such a burden. We, we want to wish it away. We're not embracing his will. Or we're just like sucking through it, you know. I think there's very, very different ways of receiving whatever God has for us. And I think it also, there's there's so many wounds that come into play here. We also are in a broken world. And so we sometimes have these ideas of God, of, oh, God is just like ready to take blessings away. He doesn't want to give us what's best for us. He just wants to cause us harm and to make us suffer but that's not true and yes God allows suffering but he truly works good through all of it and so you know look at Jesus's example when he was praying in the garden of Gethsemane I love this I go back to this so often it's like when I'm struggling to really embrace God's will I look at Jesus's example of right before he was about to be sacrificed and hung on the cross he knew he knew he was being betrayed and he was literally praying to the point of bleeding through his sweat right and it was just this moment where he was like father like if it is possible let this cup pass from me because i don't want to drink this cup like i don't want to endure all this suffering like is this really what you are asking me to do I, I don't want to do this, you know, and his humanness, like that's what he was crying out to his father in. But he said, yet not as I will, but as you will, not as my will, but let yours be done. Like that's what he was saying. And so are we in the same way? Like, yes, we are not going to always want to do God's will. We are not going to want to, you know, receive whatever maybe suffering is part of this life. But are we still honoring God through it? Are we still are we still embracing the cross? You know, and so that's what I encourage you to think about as well. So as you're thinking about, we're doing what God is asking of us. We want to do it how he is asking of us. And we want to do it. Why? Because we love God, because we are willing to, because we trust him, even if we don't understand, willing to surrender our own will to his. All right. So some steps I want to go through in how to live out God's will in a practical, practical way. The first step I want to take you through is really being able to examine when you're misaligned. I want you to think about some of these signs. So I want you to approach this not with judgment or condemnation or shame or just criticism and judgment of yourself, but really with curiosity and compassion. So the first sign is when you feel like you're compromising your values. And you're going to know this when you do a gut check. You're going to feel like you're hierarchy of priorities are off or you feel like you're not really aligned with your values in some way or some area of your life so if you feel like sometimes I see this in myself or sometimes I see this in the women that I coach for example their marriage is taking the back seat I know it's really hard as moms of littles who are working full-time and just jogging all the things to not feel like we're giving our spouse the leftovers of us of just putting our marriage on the back burner because everything else is taking precedence. So if you feel like you have that that uh, feeling that's like, uh, you know, I'm not, I really am not honoring my marriage in the way that I want to, that I feel like God is calling me to, then again, no, no shame. I think we all struggle with this, but how can we just recalibrate? Because God does want us to prioritize our marriage because our children are the fruit of our marriage. 
but they're not the the priority over our marriage. Our marriage is the primary way that we're called to grow in holiness in our life. And motherhood is, again, it's a big part of that. And it orients us together, like moving towards God together. We have a purpose together as a married couple in raising these beautiful, beautiful souls that God has entrusted to us to hopefully to be raised up in the Lord and to be able to be good people to change the world, right? But at the same time, if our marriage is not strong and solid and being nurtured, then our children are going to experience the bleed over impacts of that too. And so if you feel like sometimes, you know, it doesn't have to mean that your husband is getting more time than your kids. It's just not going to be the season of life for us, right? And especially when our kids are little, like, yeah, we're not going to always be able to spend time with them first. But when when are we carving out that time intentionally for meaningful conversation, for deep emotional intimacy, for physical intimacy, for all of those things so that we, we're not just passing ships, you know, because I think for, for me, I'm just blessed in that Tim and I are very good teammates. We're, we've always been, you know, we've navigated, I think it's been more time apart in our marriage and with our kids than ever since I was pregnant with Matthew than we have spent together, stationed together. But even with that, like we're, we have a very, very strong relationship. And I truly believe it's because we are grounded in our faith. Like our marriage has always been so grounded in faith. And I just think, so thankful for God's grace in when we were preparing for marriage, how much God helped us to orient our gaze towards, okay, a wedding is a day, but a marriage is a lifetime. And like, that's how we prepared for our marriage. We were like, yeah, we're going to start off on a really solid foot and that just shaped our entire family life. And even our new au pair, who's our live-in nanny, she sees our daily life. I mean, she sees everything like very intimately. And the other day she and I ended up talking through all hours of the night. Um, but she just affirmed this beautiful, it was a beautiful compliment to me, but she was like, Megan, like I see so many people who like say they believe in Christ, but I, I've never really met anybody who like lives that out in every single area of their life as much as you. Like you really embrace that every single day and everything that you do is grounded in Jesus and the way, you know, your home and your your family and your motherhood and all of those things. And I'm not telling you that to brag in any way. I'm telling you that in that if somebody is going to like witness what our home life looks like, how we spend our time, how our conversations with our kids are going, all of those kinds of things, what are they going to see reflected about your values? You know, if you were to take that step to zoom out and to like be very honest with yourself, and I've not been here always through my motherhood. I'm now in a much better place because I have done the work to grow in this and I've continued to deepen my roots in Christ because I was not very rooted, I would say, for the first first year or so of my motherhood. I was not really rooted in the Lord, but now I am and now my family life is also being rooted and my motherhood is being rooted. Our marriage was rooted from the start, but then I was like, okay, how does this translate into motherhood? You know, and so it took me a while to get here. And so wherever you are in your journey, God wants to meet you right there. And I want to meet you right there. And it is possible for you to be able to weave your faith in every single area of your life. And that's why it's not a compartmentalization. It's not like a, you know, we forget about God and, and of our faith in Jesus when we go to work and when we step out the door of our home or when we, you know, are in the craziness of all these things, when we're pursuing our fitness goals and all of that. No, God is with us in everything and he wants to be at the center of it all so that we can experience the joy that comes with that, the fulfillment that comes with truly placing him at the center and doing it all for him. Because like what other reason is there for this life than that? 
Like nothing else is going to matter for eternity than that, right? If you feel like your priorities are getting the leftovers, that's, that is definitely a sign that you might be misaligned. Another one is if your discernment alarms are ringing. Okay, so I noticed this for me in this past year, especially with my relationship with social media. If you have not examined your, I talk about this a lot recently, but if you have not examined your relationship with social media, my friend, I really encourage you to do this. Um, I encourage you to set boundaries there. I took a long time setting very reactive boundaries, particularly in my public affairs army job is very, very deeply integrated into social media. And so is my business. And also I was using it even personally a little bit. And so if you have any kind of a relationship with social media, especially, you know, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or even looking at similar, similar things like Netflix and stuff like that, I really want you to examine that so you can allow the Lord to shape what that relationship looks like and to really assess, is that serving you or is it not? Is it causing you to again, maybe sacrifice your mental health or your presence with your family or the things that really matter most to you. And is it, is it actually more of a cost than something that is, is beneficial to you in your life? Do you feel addicted to your phone or to social media? Do you feel like you're super attached to it? Then that's, that is a key maybe that it might be a little bit more of an idol in your life than God wants it to be. So if your discernment alarms are ringing because there's certain things that are pulling you from being present with your kids, I'm not talking like trying to, you know, get things done around the house that you really need to, because you got to take care of your family in that way too. I'm talking about like turning to things that are numbing you out from facing your real life and also seeing the blessings in front of you in your real life. Those are the things I'm talking about too. So whatever area of your life, your discernment alarms are ringing, pay attention to it. Do not ignore it. Do not just push through and just explore it with God. And he's going to really show you some clarity there. Another one is where you feel a lack of peace. So this could be related, but where you, where do you feel like a deep heaviness in your life? Maybe it's a deep anxiety. Maybe it's a deep um, unworthiness or self-doubt or, you know, a lot of insecurities, self-consciousness, or just, just a lack of peace. Like what for you is that? Another one is if you're in chronic overwhelm and burnout, that is a sign also that you are probably misaligned from God's will. You're probably taking on too much and carrying too many burdens that he actually doesn't want you to carry. And so that's what I can really help you with as well. If you feel like you're constantly in this frantic state of running around a million miles an hour, if you feel like your life is super chaotic, if you feel like you're always hustling, if you feel so much pressure, if you feel so rushed all the time, that's also not how God wants us to live. He wants us, we miss the richness of life and we miss the riches of the season and the joys and the blessings that he wants us to receive when we are too rushed. And oftentimes it's self-imposed. We don't even realize it. We're keeping ourselves stuck. And so those are some signs that you might be misaligned. Again, approach it from a very, very compassionate place. Be very curious. Be very kind to yourself through this. We're exploring. So look at it from like a place of we're exploring this, you know, from as an objective observer. We don't have to judge it. We're just observing it. So then we can take it to the Lord. Okay. So step two, we're taking this a step further. Now we're going to invite God in. Like we should be inviting God into all of it, but like very intentionally, like those things that came up for you, like let God in more, like take that door that was kind of open, maybe a crack and open it all the way for God. You know, these things might be like hidden in shame and judgment and so many emotions that are really heavy and hard. And, you know, we feel probably really trapped or stuck in them and we may have been there for a really long time and they're probably seeped with some kind of pain. And so invite him into your heart, your fears, your worries, your concerns, stressors, your hopes and dreams, all of it. 
and ask yourself what is weighing most heavily on your heart in this season? What is the most pressing issue on your mind right now? Where is your heart restless? What's worrying you? You know, where are you having a hard time trusting in or surrendering to the Lord? Where are you not experiencing as much joy as you want to? Where are you having a hard time being present? Where is there heaviness, anxiety, fear, guilt, shame, insecurity, discouragement, overwhelm, frustration, resentment, sadness, or defeat, despair? Where is there hurt? Where are there maybe bad, rotten fruits? Look at the verse from Luke 6, 43 through 45. The best way to judge the health of something is to look at its fruits. If the fruit is healthy, the tree is healthy. We can look at the roots. This is really good because when we see some of those rotten fruits, maybe it's like, uh, I am yelling at my kids a lot. Okay, there's a root there that we can probably explore with the Lord. There's something there that God wants to heal. And usually it's our inner child, to be very honest. I've done a lot of healing work in this, and it's helped me to show up a million times better as a mom that I want to for my kids. But that's one thing I notice, right? It's, it's very easy to feel very triggered by their big emotions, by all the crying, by their big tantrums, by the meltdowns, you know, by your really disobedient toddler who just does not listen no matter what, right? And so what are those things for you that feel like, uh, I'm just not showing up as I want to for my family? Yeah, and how can we just get curious about what's going on at the root? Let God in. Let him root us more deeply in him. Yeah, the restlessness in our hearts. I love this quote from St. Augustine. You have made us for yourself, O Lord. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you. So step three is actually discerning and knowing God's voice versus the enemy's voice. This was super transformational for me when I learned this, and I now apply it in every area of my life. So oftentimes we're like, I want to hear from God more. I want to be closer to him. I want to be, you know, able to experience a deep relationship with him in my daily life. So it doesn't feel as compartmentalized. So I like actually feel like I'm, I'm really getting something out of prayer. I'm really hearing from God and just more clearly hearing his voice. So let me tell you some ways that you can discern between God's voice and the devil's voice. All right. Criticizing harshly, condemning, accusing, blaming, shaming, bringing anxiousness and doubt, fear, overwhelm, pressure rushing us, discouraging, defeat, those things, clear signs of the enemy's voice. God's voice, on the other hand, even when he's calling us to repent and grow, gently encourages. He convicts and compels us, sometimes very strongly, but it also feels loving. It feels comforting, kind, patient, merciful. It's peaceful, it's calming, while still like enlightening and guiding, guiding our hearts towards greater truth, towards goodness, to virtue. I mean, he compels us so strongly in the direction of growing in virtue, growing in his will, right? Of repenting for our sins. But at the same time, he does everything in and with love. He reassures us that we are his beloved. And he reminds us of our unconditional worth and his mercy. His mercy is is deeper than any sin, right? And that's why we have Jesus. And so whatever the whatever the season you're in, if you are in we have we all have different seasons in our prayer life, in our walk with the Lord. You know, there's times of desolation, there's times of consolation, there's times that feel really fruitful, there's times that feel like a desert, you know. And so God is pursuing you no matter what, even if you don't feel it. He's pursuing you. He's always the one who initiates and pursues. He loves us that much. 
And so look for those God winks in your life, like those moments where you just receive maybe a word of encouragement from a friend. Maybe like God speaks to you through somebody else. Maybe he's, of course, he'll speak to you through his word if you get into scripture. You know, if you don't know where to start, even just search for like what you're struggling with and then scripture about that. That can be a beautiful place to start. And I remember distinctly, the last thing I'll leave you with is, is what I remember praying when I was going through everything. I was trying to navigate military motherhood as a very new mom and my basic officer training course. I was trying to pump through all the field training time we had. We had six weeks of time where we had to work weeks or we had to be out in the field overnight. So I was, I had my six week old baby and my mom was helping take care of him in the army hotel. And I'm like trying to pump and maintain my milk supply and like figure out the transportation and trying to keep up with all of that while trying to be the best, you know, leader I could be at the same time. And, and, you know, obviously I wanted to be a great mom and I also wanted to be a great leader at the same time. And my prayer during all of that time was just that God works through me and my example. And, you know, others just affirmed to me, all of my classmates would, were so encouraging. And they were just always, you know, like, Megan, like, thank you for, for your example. And just, you know, we can see how hard you're working and all the things that you're doing. I ended up as one of the top in my class. But truly, it was like this team victory. Like, I couldn't have done any of it without God. And I couldn't have done any of it without my family who was willing. Literally, my mom just, like, bent over backwards and just dropped everything and came with me to help take care of my baby with me. It's but I was bouncing a lot. I was navigating so much of my physical return and my urinary incontinence. This is like the beginning of all of it. And so, so much that I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. But on the outside, everyone was complimenting me for being a super mom, right? And I think so many of us who are juggling so much feel that or may receive those compliments, but you just feel like you're really struggling on the inside. That was definitely me. I felt like, you know, I was just barely surviving. I was just worried that I wasn't being a good enough mom, that I was failing my baby, that you know, I wasn't doing as well as I wanted to in my work. I just lacked that inner peace. And at the same time, though, I just always was praying that I would point others back to Christ and that, you know, whatever, whatever perseverance that they saw in me, whatever joy they did see in me, the source of the light would be Christ and that they would know that the source of the light was Christ. And I think that's how we're all called to live. You know, no matter how much we're struggling in the moment or no matter how well things are going, we're called to always, always just point others back to Christ. And that's what I want my life to be a witness to. And I hope the same for you. And that's what I'm praying for. And so if this is, if this has resonated with you, if this is what you want your life to be about, if this has been helpful for you, then I just encourage you to share this with a friend. And I know I felt very alone in how am I supposed to live out my faith as a woman in the military, as a mother in the military. And even yesterday, I was introducing myself to one of the ministry leaders in our Catholic church community here at Fort Hood. And I just reached out because I was wondering if we have any Bible studies that are oriented towards women who serve in particular, because of course there's a, there's different uh, Bible study groups that are meeting during the days that are completely in the middle of the workday. And I was like, okay, well that obviously doesn't work for any of us who are serving or who are working mothers. And so I just initiated a conversation about it, but the actual point of this was that I had introduced myself and I told her, you know, through the conversation, it came up that uh, my husband and I are both active duty. And she looked and she saw my two kids behind me who, you know, I was wrestling at the time, I'm sure. And she was like, are you going to get out soon? And I was just like, oh, that was an interesting question because I think the truth of the matter is many of us feel like, how can I live out my faith and not compromise my family while I'm serving? 
But for those of us who feel called to serve, who have been called to serve, or who have time that we have to ride out to continue to serve before we could even make that decision to leave, then how are we going to do God's will while we're serving? And that was my biggest, biggest fear was that I was not living out my faith, that I felt so stifled in my faith, that I felt like I was failing my family and failing my marriage and my home and my kids as a mom just because I was trapped in service. That's how I felt in the early years of my motherhood. And I don't want you to feel the same. You don't have to stay stuck there. And God has just shown me how he wants me to do his will, even in the context of military life. And I don't know how long I'm going to stay in. You know, I don't know what tomorrow will bring. God does, but I don't. And I'm just here to do his will while I'm here. And so... Yeah, I just wanted to share that last note for you, for anybody who might find themselves in a similar place and that you don't have to be alone in that. I pray that God really spoke to you very clearly and convicted your heart in the ways that he really wanted to today. All right, I will talk to you soon, my friend. I hope you loved this episode today, sister. I pray it encouraged you, strengthened you, stretched you, and blessed you in some way today. If so, would you mind stopping right now and sharing this episode with a friend who would benefit from it too? I would also love if you could take just about 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd love to hear what spoke to your heart the most. And lastly, go ahead and grab your free resources linked in the show notes to meet you wherever you're at in the season. Whether it's fitness through pregnancy and postpartum, dreaming and goal setting in an integrated way through motherhood, or overcoming the overwhelm, I got you covered. There you'll also find everything you need to know about working with me through either of my programs whenever you're ready to take that next step. I'll see you in a few days. Go fight the good fight, friend.